0: This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Well, she didn't make it 100 million days, but Diana Rossini will join us coming up in about 30 minutes right here on Canty and Carlin. With Gabe Neitzel on me and Fitzsimmons in for the guys here on ESPN radio, the ESPN app, Series XM channel. Ladies, we are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. And well, Gabe, you make your home in Wisconsin. Packers GM Oh, there's something going on in Wisconsin? Brian Gutekunst <laughs> spoke today, which means the sports world stops, right? When Aaron Rodgers is in the news and the Green Bay Packers and any any member of the front office or the coaching staff or even a teammate gives an opinion on Aaron Rodgers and his future whether it is or is not in Green Bay Everything stops and we all focus in on the Prince of Darkness and Green Bay right now to me after what we heard from the Packers GM is more in the dark than Aaron Rodgers was in that that five star cave (laughs) of a dark room. Right. So you have boots on the ground. You're there. You hear it every day. What is life like for Packer fans that you hear
1: from day in, day out when it comes to their quarterback? It is exhausting being a Packers fan in 2023, Ian. It's it just so, because it goes back, right? It, it starts with the drafting of Jordan Love ever going, oh, that's interesting. And then Aaron Rodgers wins an MVP. But then he's, you know, okay, but now he wants to be traded. We find that out in draft night 2021. Aaron Rodgers asks for a trade. He doesn't show up for any of the offseason stuff because he's trying to work out, you know, he wants to be traded. Comes back, still wins another MVP. And we go through this whole dance, song and dance last year. Then he signs a big contract. And here's the problem. He signed the big contract last year, and everyone thinks, oh, this is over. He signed a three-year, $150 million contract. I did. I thought it was over. Uh, I really did. I really guess, did. Yeah, yeah did no, I, Oh, did absolutely. You? I just thought, oh, man, thank goodness we do not have to do this. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy in Green Bay thing anymore. But yet, here we are in 2023, almost flipping the calendar over to March, and we are still wondering if Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Green Bay Packers quarterback. And... Both these sides are kind of doing a dance where it seems like to me, just based on the things we've heard Aaron Rodgers say, whether it was, you know, Post game press conference after they lost to the Lions to end their season, whether it was on the Pat McAfee show. And now what we've heard from Brian Gutekunst, this just sounds like to me two sides that probably don't want to be with each other anymore. But they're trying to figure out how they can make the other side potentially be the bad guy. Like they don't want to be, the, They know they don't want to be together, but nobody wants to step up and say, you know what? let's just end this and move on. So we're just kind of caught in this awkward dance, especially if you're a fan trying to figure out how to navigate this thing.
0: I can't imagine what it's like covering this team day in and day out. And if you missed the Packers GM earlier at the NFL combine, when it was his time to take the podium, he was posed the question. How do you feel about Aaron Rodgers right now going into a dark cave to try and figure out what he wants to do with his life? Does he want to go and, you know, have some peyote on a mountain t- into Tibet, or does he want to just continue to play football, whether it's in Green Bay or with the Jets or seek life elsewhere? Here's Brian Gutekunst, to Packers GM, on his feelings toward AR. Our feelings haven't changed about Aaron, um, but we, we need to have some of those conversations about our team, where it's going, uh, where he's at, um, you know, before we go forward. Does he want Aaron Rodgers back? The answer to that question. Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's, he's had some things on his plate, uh, but hopefully those things will happen soon. Do you want him back as the quarterback of the Packers? Yeah, I think you know, th- those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit, but um, obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is, and um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward We'll have a lot more to say. I didn't hear a yes or a no there, well, uh,
1: <laughs> you, w- We've both been in media for a couple of years now, Ian, but here's the problem. So we want to ask intriguing questions, you know, open-ended questions. Give your subject, whoever you're talking to, interviewing the person you're asking the question to. Don't let them just say a yes or a no answer. But in this instance, with Brian Gutekunst or Aaron Rodgers, we just want a one word. We just want one word, Goody. We just want one word. Do you want him back? And he goes on a soliloquy about how they need to have conversations about that. That, to me, that wasn't a yes. That was a no. That was a, well, we have to have those conversations. And then he says, and then it has to be the right fit. What do you mean it has to be the right fit? This guy's been your quarterback for the last night. Well, he's been with the team for the last 19 years. He's been your starting quarterback for the past 15, 16 years. So what's changed suddenly where now the fit isn't right? They're just. He, it seems like he's trying to use words to leave some avenues and doors open, but it wasn't a yes. So it seems like to me it's a no. He does not want Aaron Rodgers back.
0: All right, so if if the Jets were to get Aaron Rodgers or the Raiders or whomever, or I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers came out of the dark and, and still realized he wants to play ball, and look, I, I don't expect to hear anything from him anytime soon. I mean, the man is the epitome of narcissist. He loves people talking about him. So uh, I, I don't expect this to be solved. Sorry, Gabe, you have to cover this day in, day out, but I don't expect this to go away anytime soon. So, your advice to any New York Jets fan? or a New York Jets player on, on the active 53, you know, or a Raiders fan or a Raiders teammate that could potentially be with Aaron Rodgers, how would you sum up what they are in for? Because you cover it day in, day out.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's just different. Like, you have to get on his same level. And for the Raiders, the Raiders make a ton of sense to him. Because the connection that him and Devontae Adams have, very few quarterback wide receiver combos have had. Like they've both talked on the record about how, you know, you get to the line of scrimmage, some, you know, some teams use hand signals. They just look at each other. And when they make eye contact, they know what they're changing the play to because that's how good their chemistry was. And Rodgers 100% missed that. Like this was one of the first times in his career he didn't have that this year and I think that led to Yeah, but a you lot know, of it's also on him
0: for, for not being there oh. at OTAs or voluntary mini camp. You know, and all that that's on him, man. 100%. 100%
1: but that's the other thing. He hasn't wanted, he has not wanted to show up for offseason mini camps, OTAs, whatever. Getting, getting a bunch of guys together, having them at his place in California just so they can build chemistry and rapport. He's never been that guy. But he's, and he's somebody who went to and bought in to season workouts from when he got into the league until 2019. Then something changed. Maybe it was the pandemic, but he has not participated in the non-mandatory things for the Packers since 2020. And wherever he goes, he's going to have to, if he wants to have success, if he wants to have the things that he's talked about having, winning a championship, thinks he can win another MVP, you got to buy all the way in, not just show up at the end of July, early August, and be able to think you're going to be able to build that chemistry. you got to be all in, whether it's with the Packers, whether it's with the Jets, whether it's the Raiders, he's got to buy in, and I don't know if he wants to do that. He wants to do all these different things, like go down to Peru and, and try the ayahuasca, like go into a, a dark, Darkness retreat for four days. He wants to do all these exploratory things during the off season, which is fine. But to me, that means you're not all the way bought in to football. Which is again, if that's what you want to do, go do that. Don't try to have your feet in both areas.
0: He needs to hit up the Umbrella Beach Resort. My buddy Greg Rogers, who owns that place, man, way the hell out in like Indonesia. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> right? Just let's be, just just go like, like you. You eat where you is catch. that where
1: Cliff went?
0: Uh, no. He Thailand, that was a, one, was that was a one-way ticket. Cliff was Kingsbury Thailand. went a one-way ticket to Thailand. He's back stateside now, right? But yeah, that was a, I love the fact he went one-way ticket. I'm getting the hell out of here, and I'll figure out when I want to come back. That's the trip Aaron Rodgers might be making. But here's the thing. Before we segue into LeBron James and the latest with his injury, I don't want a quarterback who is having to try and decide year to year whether it's for show and to have people talk about him or if it's legit behind the scenes, he doesn't. He's, he's trying to figure out how committed he is to his craft. I don't want that guy, if it's year to year, and we're, we're talking maybe two, maybe max, maybe three more years. I'm looking at Derek Carr and guys like that, which is crazy because Derek Carr is not even close to the same level of Aaron Rodgers and what they've accomplished. But I would rather a guy who's going to be fully committed and invested for seven, eight years, who's a really good quarterback than a guy who may or may not be committed for a year who's an exceptional quarterback.
1: So that's the question if you're the Jets. Because to me, the Jets are the best spot for any quarterback, whether we're talking Carr, Garoppolo, Rodgers. They're a quarterback away
0: from being a contender. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. So I think the Jets are the best one. But they have such a young nucleus. Don't you want somebody that could potentially grow around that? Rodgers is year-to-year at best. Like, and, and I'm sure the Jets or Raiders, whoever acquired him, would love to be able to get that two-year commitment out of him. But the Packers thought they got a three-year commitment out of him when they signed him to do the big deal last offseason. And yet here we are again with him talking about potentially retiring.
0: He's Gabe will makes us home right there in Wisconsin. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. Uh, more on this as the show continues when Diana Rossini joins us live from the Combine, bottom half of the hour. But right now, let's get to this message from Bivid Seats and then the latest on LeBron James and that foot injury right here on ESPN Radio.
1: The basketball and hockey seasons are heating up. Baseball right around the corner. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th for free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats Life Happens Live. Receive a, a reward credit equal to the average price of the ten tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See VividSeats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions.
0: LeBron James is holding his right lower foot area.
1: ESPN
0: NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski reporting LeBron James is feared to be out several weeks. If they make the play in turn, could they be a dangerous first-round opponent? Sure, if LeBron's healthy and if Anthony Davis is healthy, unfortunately, those two guys aren't healthy together very often. How's your right ankle? It's a little sore. I'm not saying that totally sinks the Lakers' chances, but it sure doesn't help them. That last voice was Tim McMahon. He'll join us coming up at around 4.10 Eastern time, 1.10 LA time right here on Canty and Carlin and ESPN Radio with Gabe Knight's on me and Fitzsimmons in for the guys. And this is insane, man, what's going on with the Lakers right now, because LeBron James coming out of All-Star Weekend said this stretch of 23 games at the time was the most important stretch of his professional career. Fast forward to last night. Bam, done. I mean, he's going to be out for an, uh, according to Woj, for an extended period of time. They are only three games out in the loss column from a four seed. (laughs) Right now, they're a 12 seed. That's how tight the West is. So let that sink in. I don't recall
1: this ever being this tight. Uh, Four through 12.
0: Game. The Suns, and all that matters at this point of the year to me is a loss column. I don't care about the half games and whatnot, because some teams have played a game or two more than others. I, I don't just look at the loss column, and that's all that matters when you're in the back third, you know, of the, of the of any season. Baseball, hockey, you know, and and obviously the NBA. Phoenix, 29 games. They've lost this year, 33 and 29. The Lakers, 29 and 32. Three games back, literally from 12 to four, and you lose LeBron James now, did I think they were going to make some massive run with this new look group and the Jarital game kind of being broken up a bit? I have no idea, Gabe, but I know this it was going to be a hell of a lot more palatable with LeBron than without him. Now, do I think they're going to make some massive run? No, I mean, the West to me is just is just too deep, not as deep as the east, but it's deep, you know, especially with Denver at the top now, this to me, Anthony Davis. Charles Barkley nicknamed you Street Clothes, and it's stuck, and it hurt. But, man, it, it, it's it's comical because it's true. Now it's on you. You have to carry this team, you know, for two weeks, whatever it may be, uh, until LeBron may or may not be able to come back and suit up again. I am fascinated to see what what, what Anthony Davis, a.k.a. Street Clothes, can or cannot do and trying to carry this team and keep them afloat in a very loaded West.
1: It kind of seems unfair, but yeah, it's, it's going to these next two weeks. I mean, LeBron talked about this being the most important 23-game stretch of his career. These next two weeks, and again, it's a minimum of two weeks. They're going to reevaluate, or re-evaluate LeBron in two weeks and try to figure out what it is from there. This is huge for Anthony Davis. If you can keep your team's head above water and keep them within striking distance to get into that play-in tournament, and then LeBron is able to get healthy, come back because LeBron and he is thirty-eight, so it's going to be tougher for him to recover from injuries. But in but the he's past, still, he's still averaging injuries, over thirty at thirty-eight, man. Yeah, that's that's, what I'm that's unbelievable. Like when, when he, like if, if he is able to recover from this quickly and play. Like, this could get really fun in the West. I I don't think the Lakers are a title contender, but you're telling me the Lakers get into the play-in tournament. They end up being the eight seed. You're telling me the Nuggets aren't shaking a little bit? with the postseason history that they've had over the last three years, not a ton of success, despite the talent that they have, despite being a top one or two seed in the West. And now you have to go up against the all-time leading scorer in NBA history and Anthony Davis in this new look team that has some shooters around it. Like that would be an entertaining opening round series. And it's not very often we get that in the NBA where one eight becomes entertaining and a must watch and super intriguing. So this for me is a huge opportunity for Anthony Davis to show, hey, I am this guy. I am the guy that can go out there and keep my, and, and be a leader for my team and, and win some games for us down the stretch when we need to win these games to get to post-season opportunities. And there is going to be a lot, when we look back, I think, at the legacy of Anthony Davis. These next couple, two, three weeks, whatever it ends up being, I think it's going to be a huge portion of it because it's going to say a lot about him and what kind of player he is in the league. Is, is, is he that Batman? We always talk about Batman and Robin having that one two punch in this league. Is he that guy that can go out there and lead this group to some, um, some, some surprising wins? I'm, I'm interested to find out.
0: I, I'm right there with you with Gabe Knights on me and Fitzsimmons, Monica McNutt, ESPN NBA, NBA analyst on KJM earlier today on this opportunity for the brow, Anthony Davis.
1: And Anthony Davis is an MVP caliber type of talent. Can you do this in, obviously, the most pivotal stretch of this regular season, but in a small sample size as we come down the stretch? I think it's an incredible opportunity for him to uh, reinforce that he is something or someone, I should say, that the Lakers should be looking to build around because he's probably got more left in the tank than LeBron, I would think.
0: And I love the Georgetown Hoya and, and Monica McNutt, but I, how much does Anthony Davis really have? Because, again, he has that nickname of street clothes. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to carry this team till LeBron gets back, and then we'll see where they are. Uh, I, I'm with you. I'm fascinated to see what happens. But I'll tell you this, and I, I mentioned this yesterday, and I'll say it again till the day I die. When it comes to the NBA and chasing a title, the late great Jerry Sloan, when I was with the Utah Jazz radio network, told me many, many years ago, about 20 years ago, and it hasn't changed to this day. That's why I think you see so many, so many elite players jumping from their team and not waiting on a draft pick or whomever. And trying to go and seek, you know, that super team or, or or you know partner up with their pals, Jerry Sloan. This has not changed from the beginning of time when it comes to winning an NBA title. Going back to, you know, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, you know, and Scottie Pippen. I mean, it takes as he said in his words, "quote, Fitz, my fat buddy, it takes two greats, a good, and everybody else." And it just happened to be in our era. Chicago's two greats were a little bit better than my two greats. But if you don't have two and then that good and then just throw in everybody else, you ain't got a shot. Well, the Lakers don't. They, with with LeBron and A.D. healthy, they've got the two greats, right? Mm-hmm. Now they have the good in D'Angelo Russell and the everybody else. But with LeBron out, I don't know what in the hell they can or cannot do.
1: One guy should be able to carry you and over the course of 82, over the course of having to win 16 playoff games. That's where you need, I think, the two greats. One great should be able to carry you for two weeks, right? Get hot. I, I mean, I've seen, I've seen this dude live put up 50 points. It's yeah. the consistency. It's in, in I know nobody's going to 50 points all the time. Yeah, it's being able to be consistent and then being consistently available for your team. That's going to be the big test for AD.
0: Fascinated to see what the heck happens. Tick McMahon coming up, ESPN NBA analyst in the next hour of the program. But coming up next, bottom half of the hour in about eight minutes, Diana Rossini live from the NFL Combine. The latest involving Derek Carr and the New York Giants. Could they be putting and pinning two of their marquee players against one another to try and get a big deal done for either Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley? Diana Rossini coming up live from the NFL Combine right here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Gabe Neitzel makes his home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He's been talking about the future, or lack thereof, of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> in Green Bay for a long time. He's exhausted. He's Gabe Knights So I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80. Another person who is exhausted with this conversation, but when Brian Goodencoost, GM of the Packers, speaks to the NFL Combine, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers. And Diana Rossini is tired of Aaron Rodgers, but <laughs> she's right in the middle of it, and she joins us now here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Diana, what did you take away from the GM of the Packers when you heard him speak earlier today at the Combine?
2: It just feels like this is the first time where the reality is that the Green Bay Packers are thinking about life without Aaron Rodgers. I think, you know, you go back to this time last year and we were all over the story trying to figure out what Aaron was going to do, the type of money he was looking for. You know, he wanted a really big payday. The Packers weren't sure if they wanted to even commit to him Uh, in that sense. I know they wanted him back, but the price was going to be high and and it certainly was making 50 million a year this past season. But now it sounds as if there's a little bit of a different tune being said by the Packers here. Of you know, this may not work out. And, you know, right now everyone is just kind of guessing as we're waiting to hear Rogers' decision. And from what I understand, there has been a bit of a gentleman's agreement between Rogers and the Packers organization that, He'll let them know before the start of free agency. He's not going to drag this on into past the draft or God forbid, and God forbid up for <laughs> us. <out this> summer. <laughs> so I just started to think about my life. It all just came rushing into my brain of what the heck was about to happen. If in the next you you almost months, don't ab- know.
0: Like, Did you almost hover above yourself going, oh, please don't let this happen. And it kind of came back in uh- from that out of body experience.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was hovering and crying at the same time. Um, you know, just the thought of him, but the, you know, obviously, you know, he's such a big story because of the talent that he has and and you know, he really has been unpredictable. So, we'll, we'll see what happens here and at this point it feels like it would just be too normal and simple for him to go back to Green Bay. I think that relationship has really changed over the last year. And they sounded very high on Jordan Love, and that wasn't the case the last few seasons. So certainly a, a, I heard a different sound today, um, and now we'll see what that will transpire into.
1: So if there is some sort of gentleman's agreement to have him let the, the team know what he's thinking before free agency, if, if it's mutually decided or whatever they end up doing that he's not going to be in Green Bay, how fast do you think a deal could come together for him to go elsewhere?
2: Well, I think for me, I think, I think to answer your question quickly, I think this will be quick because I think the New York Jets are, are sitting here in contact with the Packers waiting to hear from them that Aaron has asked to, asked to be traded. Um, so I, I think everyone's probably getting their ducks all lined up in a row here. And and, and in the meantime, you know, the Jets are meeting with Derek Carr in indianapolis along with the new orleans saints and the carolina panthers um as another veteran quarterback they're obviously interested in but the sense i've gotten from new york was starting from ownership because i spoke with woody johnson two weeks ago uh in arizona at the super bowl and and it was quite apparent that they are aware of the talent uh that aaron Rodgers could bring to new york and and here's the thing about the jets that um, has made them very confident. It's, it's what they have to offer the quarterbacks just as much as uh, the money that they'd be able to pay these guys. You know, from the rosters, from the running game, from, from just the skilled players, they have a lot of pieces that quarterbacks can really just step in here and, and run a pretty basic, simple offense and probably have a lot of success. So their, their sales pitch is, is filled with a lot of punch. Um, because they they really have that belief in what they can do. So um, in terms of the Roger sweepstakes, I, I think the Jets are gonna probably be on line one.
0: Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter joining us here on Canty and Carloman Gabe Knights on me and Fitz Simmons in for the guys here on ESPN and Diana, you know, you look at Derek Carr, we, we mentioned this earlier, I thought it was brilliant to have one-stop shop, grab an Airbnb, you know, a hotel suite, any team that wants to meet with me, I'll be right here in Indy where you all are also, just come on over, make an appointment, let's talk. Uh, where, what do you see as far as a Derek Carr, for lack of a better term, sweepstakes, where do you see that going right now?
2: Yeah, that, this one's really interesting because, you know, everyone keeps saying, oh, New York should just... Sign up, Derek Carr. They loved him so much. The meeting was fabulous. He loved Robert Sala. He he loved everything about the roster. But the thing is, Derek Derek hasn't had a lot of opportunity to test out free agency like this. And I do think there's a there's a level, level of human nature where I, I do think these players love to be courted. I think that's part of this. But I do think he wants to ensure that he doesn't make a mistake in where he goes in terms of the organization top to bottom, which is why he's taking his time. I don't think this is going to leak into um, free agency. I, I do think the Rodgers element uh, is the first, you know, the Rodgers is the first domino to fall and I think then Derek will then make his, his decision. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Derek made his decision before we knew what Aaron was going to do because they're kind of uh, going hand in hand here uh, in terms of, of which teams are interested. So Um, I I really just think for Derek, it's it's taking the time here and not rushing and jumping into something. And, and, you know, finding a team that has a strong defense. I mean, he hasn't played with the top 10 defense ever, like ever in his career. So, um, you know, I know that was something really important from people I've spoken to that are close to him. He wants a good defense. He doesn't have to deal with that again. Um, So I think for him, it's just really going to come down to probably what the best situation is. And, And in terms of contract. You know, he's looking at 35 mil plus, uh, which is really fair, in my opinion, uh, for somebody like Derek Carr with his experience and, and knowing what that the franchise tag is at that 32 mil number right now. So um, I, I don't think he's, he's going to crush some team with, with, with a high salary at all.
0: You reported yesterday also, and you, you were part of XFL 2020. I'm with it now and uh, part of a broadcast crew as a field analyst with Sam Acho, Low Galindo, and, uh, and Taylor McGregor. Um, man, I, I'm, I'm, The access you get, uh, you experienced it a couple of years ago, is unbelievable. And some of the rules changes are also fascinating to us. Fourth and 15, you reported yesterday. That's one that the NFL Competition Committee is really taking a good, hard look at that and maybe a couple other NFL rule or XFL rules that the NFL might be looking to incorporate or what, including fourth and 15.
2: Yeah. So that has dominated a lot of conversation coming from Philly. Philly um, attempted that last year as well. So they are back at it. Um, And just as I'm on the phone with you, it just worked out perfectly. Um, Somebody that was in those competition committee meetings today told me that they just texted me that the tush push, was the biggest conversation today? speak um, so that, that just made me think of Philly, and this is kind of all coming together right now. Yeah, and I do think this is really interesting, right? Because you you got to figure what the touch push was eighty plays, maybe? maybe, maybe how many times did we really see that all season? To spend so much time on such a small, um, small part to me seems seems a little um, a waste of time. But whatever, uh, that is something that I know. Going into this week in Indy, when I was talking to people that are part of the competition committee with the NFL uh, and even with the league, they were telling me that they didn't think it was going to be a high-priority conversation at all. Like they were just going to gloss uh, over it. But it sounds like something that they're really interested in changing. And I would love to know of the guys that are on that committee who's for it and who's against it. Um, because I know the coaches that, that I've spoken to over the last few weeks about it, everyone everyone seems fine with it. And, and they, they, they like it, and and I'm not even counting the people from Philly that I talked to, um, you know who we saw use it as often as they did. So I think a lot of it has to do with the type of quarterback you have and and how much you want to protect your guy because I know um, the, the teams that tend not to be for it are those that, that are pay, that are paying a lot of money for their quarterback right now, uh, concerns over injury and stuff. So um, I do love the fact that the league is looking into though, uh, making some of these changes, especially anything you can take from the XFL, someone with a little bit of experience covering yep. it. I, I love the league, and, and it was so fun to cover, and it makes it so much more entertaining. And if, if even one of those rules could get passed, I think um, I think that'd be a really big win for fans.
0: I'm with you. By the way, the shrimp cocktail at St. Elmo's, awesome. The steak, overrated. Yeah, I said it. There you go. (laughs) Diana, thank you so much. Hang in there at the combine. We'll talk to you soon. Safe travels.
2: I always agree with you, but I really agree with you on that one. So we're good. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave this conversation
0: with a smile because that's I'm 100% on board with your cake there. <laughs> Take care, Diana. With Game Nights so with me and Simmons Coming up next, how Amazon and Apple could be the end of a Power 5 conference in college athletics when you return here on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. The Big 12 is ready to pounce. If the Pac-12 goes with Amazon and Apple TV as their primary broadcast partner. With Gabe nights on me and Fitzsimmons. you on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series, XM Channel 80. Back to the NFL Combine coming up top of the hour. Tim McMahon, ESPN NBA insider with the latest involving the Dallas Mavericks uh Mavericks, LeBron James' his ankle, and the chaos in the Western Conference. Timmy Mack coming up at 410 Eastern, 110 Pacific. But Gabe, I saw these comments from Mac Rhodes, Baylor A. D. And it it, it uh, and he's not the first person to say it. He's the first one to really be this adamant on the record. He said, quote, if the Big 12 were to go with an Amazon Apple type TV partner as your primary partner, even if you got the 2.3 billion dollars that the Big 12 did with ESPN and Fox and their media rights agreement, the Pac 12 right now reports are that Amazon and Apple might be the leader in the clubhouse to be carrying and brand their broadcasts, their, all their athletic events, including college football. Mac Rhodes said, "quote It would be disappointing to be quite frank." Where I go first is the brand of the conference, which means impact on recruiting. Conversations with my head coaches in terms of brand building and linear space. I know everyone talks about cord cutting, but TV is still the way people follow college athletics. If you think about not just the event itself, but the shows throughout the week and even on game day, you think about the game day and the experience. I think it would be a big disappointment for the athletic directors and their coaches if it was streaming. I could not agree more. Amazon and Apple, if they are the primary broadcast partner for the Pac-12, could be the end of the Pac-12 game.
1: I, I think that if you're Amazon or Apple, you can be supplementary. Like, think about Thursday Night Football on Amazon this last year. Like, If you really wanted to watch Thursday Night Football, you didn't mind having to turn it on. But if you're more of a casual Thursday Night Football fan, because typically the Thursday Night Football games in the NFL aren't great to begin with, You know, maybe you're flipping around channels. That's not the way it works when you have to log on to one of these subscription services. Same thing with Apple Plus and what they do with Major League Baseball. They've got games on Friday night. If you want to watch a game and you're a baseball fan, yeah, you don't mind tuning into that. But you don't want that to be your primary. Like, MLB wants Fox and ESPN. All these colleges want ESPN to be a part of that because of what ESPN means to college football. And they want to be relevant when college game day is being selected. You want, you know, the, the atmosphere that comes with college game day coming to your town when, you know, they're talking about teams for the college football playoff and the selection show every single Tuesday. You want to be in those conversations and it, the Pac-12 they're already struggling. The Pac-12 is trying to come up with ideas of, well, what if we play games earlier? So, you know, the, the rest of the country still pays attention to us because sometimes we're playing way too late on a Saturday and everybody's exhausted and they're not going to stay up until, you know, 11, 8, 11 p.m. Eastern time to necessarily watch our version of a primetime game. This, to me, would be a bad idea for the Pac-12. Like, this would just be an, a terrible idea for the Pac-12 because they're already starting to fade from relevancy in for the rest of college football, and this would be the final nail in the coffin because if you're flipping around on a Saturday, you're not going to go, oh yeah, I got to watch that Stanford Cal game and then turn on your Apple TV Plus.
0: Yeah, look, you can't well, think about this on a midday on a Saturday. There's a, there's twelve games that are on. And you yep. love to flip. Let's say you've got 25 bucks on Bama and another 25 on Texas. And you've got, you know, 25 on Ohio State and USC. And you're, you're trying to flip around to all these different games on ESPN, ESPNU, ESPN2, SEC Network, Big Ten Network, Fox, CBS. That's seven off the top of my head, man. They are available <laughs> at the middle of the day. And you're wanting to flip around and go from game to game. You can't do that. If you're going to go, hold on, let me turn the fire stick off or whatever you're providing, and then go, no, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. And I talked to a Pac-12 AD and a head coach, and independent of one another, they said, if this is the way we go, we are dead in recruiting. We're cooked. yeah. Dead. And there you will see the mass exodus. Amazon and Apple could be the end of the Pac-12 conference if that's the way they go. Because I promise you, man, mamas and daddies want to see their, their sons, uh, their nephews, you know, their daughters on TV. And you can't flip around if you're on Amazon or Apple. And if I'm the Big 12, I've got a big bullseye on Oregon, Washington, Utah, and now with Deion Sanders in Colorado.
1: If it's just one game, I think you can swallow it if you're a fan of one of the two teams playing and you'll search it out and you'll watch. But in terms of, yes, the casual fan flipping around, the casual fan that you're hoping is going to stumble upon your game, that no longer exists if you're the Pac-12 and you go to streaming.
0: We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Back to the Combine next on ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on the ESPN radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.